We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. At Alpha Money Ford, we'll do our best to help you. We'll make it easy. So contact us at apford.com, or better yet, come in and see me, Andre, at Alpha Money Ford, 25th and North Avenue in Merrill's Park. We'll make it easy. Don't be that guy this summer. You know, the guy with the t-shirt on in the pool. You can still be slimmer for this summer since it only takes 40 days to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds with NJ Diet. NJ Diet's contractually guaranteed money back program starts with bioenergetically personalized supplements based on your hair, saliva, and blood work. Then NJ Diet uses DNA testing to create your ideal diet plan and workout regimen to help you keep it off for the rest of your life. Not sure if you can do it alone? NJ Diet is with you every step of the way. You are fully monitored by their certified staff to make sure you are burning fat and not just losing water. You'll also get the doctor's personal email and phone number. NJ Diet is committed to you keeping the weight off. It's all natural, no shots, no hormones, and no surgery. With offices close by in Skokie or from home with live online video consultations, visit njdiet.com or call 855-5NJ-DIET. Go to njdiet.com and lose the weight for good. You want to feel connected, informed, included, inspired. So when important things happen, we're here. Your local radio and TV broadcasters, America's number one source for news, weather, and information on your radio, TV, computer, tablet, and smartphone. We are broadcasters, always here for you, wherever here may be. Tell Washington local stations matter by texting radio to 52886. Furnished by NAB in the station, message and data rates may apply. I'm Listening Daily. You are not alone. During these challenging times, listening is fundamental to promoting understanding and healing. Here's licensed therapist Dr. Chris Donahue on dealing with insomnia. A lot of us are talking about insomnia with the collective stress that we're all going through. Sleep is going to be one of the most important ways and one of the best ways to actually boost your immune system. Sleep has a really important component that helps us drop cortisol levels, which is one of the most powerfully destructive stress hormones, and helps us boost and helps our immune system simmer down and calm down. So we really do want to be taking our sleep patterns seriously. If you're feeling as though you're worrying and stress is spiking before you fall asleep, there's a lot of things we can do, such as really engaging in fun, humorous, joyful conversation. I myself have been doing gratitude lists. That's a really good way to kind of set the tone to fall asleep and to be able to stay asleep. Talk has the power to save lives. Find out more at imlistening.org. This is the official radio home of the Chicago Cubs. Listen to every game here. Bodie cracks one in the air, left field and deep. This ball's at the wall. It's got a chance. Home run for Bodie. 
on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We are WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. And Odyssey Station. The Score! This hour is brought to you by Innovative Wellness. Visit InnovativeWell.com. It's Mark Grody and Anthony Heron on 670 The Score. With the 11th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, my Chicago Bears select Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. Doesn't get old hearing that at all. What's happening? Good evening. Good Thursday night. Along with Anthony Heron, I'm Mark Grody. Hope you are well. We are here with you until 10 o'clock right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Hope you enjoyed Bears All Access. We'll keep the Bears talk hot here in moments. A hot day in the city, or at least it felt like that, <laughs> relative to what we deal with in the buildup to hot days. So hope you guys have your earbuds in if you are out and about and we have you listening to us. And I know this, Big Ant, right now, as I sit here in my place in Chicago, I have my air conditioning on, and that makes me happy. Yeah, man. AC's rolling, no doubt about it. AC, the ceiling fans, you know, occasionally crack that that, uh, patio or balcony door open, let a little breeze come in when it's available, but weather's shifting. That the time of the year is a turning, and here in the city of Chicago, it's nice to nice to feel that that excitement. You know, I, I wasn't sure where we would be at at this point. I've been talking about it a bit on the station here lately, man. Just where I, w- I was trying to set a hopeful tone at, at when I've been on these airwaves over the last couple of months. But I'd say the Bears were the squad uh, throughout the city that uh, they, they certainly weren't topping my totem pole of anticipation for what I would be feeling like once we got to the mid to late stages of May post-NFL draft. And they, they exceeded my expectations. I think it's probably fair to say they exceeded a lot of expectations for what they got done draft weekend. And it's nice to feel excited about the squad. Now, that doesn't guarantee a thing, as you know, but it is nice to have a feeling of optimism, a feeling of anticipation, a feeling of excitement about what the future could hold because of what they got done in the draft. So it just, you know, it does, it, it makes the conversations about them more juicy. No doubt about it. And it, it's going to be mostly Big Ant, the, the guy whose voice you just heard right there, and me with you tonight. We do have Hub, Hub Arkish, Hub of the Arkishes, will join us at 8 o'clock. <laughs> of, of the course, football Arkishes. Of the football Arkishes. We must make mm-hmm. that as clear as possible course the editor of pro football weekly analyst for shaw media he does sideline reports when we're allowed to do sideline reporting which i hope that we are doing this year so hubble hmm. will join us at eight o'clock to talk bears and nfl maybe we even throw a cubs question at hub if he is if he has time to discuss his his beloved baseball team and uh, <laughs> we we may may have a cubs guest along the way as well we'll see we'll see but we'll, we'll keep you company here until eight o'clock and if you or excuse me ten o'clock and if you'd like to be part well of the show, yeah, 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 that. ten. You know, it'd be kind of, 
think we'd be cheating everybody if we we would just have hour <laughs> blocks on the score. One hour bears all. Actually, that that's kind of the way it's going because Parkins and Spiegel they did one hour basically, essentially. So oh, right. and then bears yeah. all access that's for an hour. Good. So you know what? You know what? We're going till eight o'clock, and then Brandon Fryer will take you from eight to nine, <laughs> nine to ten. I don't know. That's going to be the wild card hour. Maybe Grobber just starts. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, you need something to bridge to Grabber. Who knows? Maybe he'll come I'll in do a little it. bit. I wonder what. <laughs> I wonder what his personal record is for like consecutive hours on the radio. Have you ever asked him that? Um, he he, yeah, we've talked about this before, Les and I, and yeah, because yeah, usually I'll, I'll be like, Les will. Sometimes every once in a while, Mitch will ask Les to start early, like maybe mm. like eleven o'clock, right? So it'll uh-huh. be like a. So I'll be like, wow, Les, that's a. That's a whole, that's a six-hour solo, you know, essentially overnight show. That's like, yeah, that's nothing. Right. I used to do. I do. I once did a twelve-hour show way back when I worked at WLS and Larry Luja. I did a thirteen-hour show. It wasn't a marathon, uh-huh. but it was like a marathon. So, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite questions to Garabers. So I think he's probably right. done. Probably he's probably done. A, I'm just gonna say he's probably done a twelve-hour show. Oh man. <laughs> Out of anybody that that is not surprising to hear, I guess Grabber would be the guy that it shouldn't surprise me. He's done 12 hours of consecutive radio. Oh, yeah. No, he has a special skill that most of us don't. I mean, most of us have to be able to be skilled enough to host solo for hours at a time. But mm-hmm. many of us are not equipped to host, you know, five to six hours <laughs> overnight solo because yeah. it's a different animal i'm sure if i really got myself in shape to do that in a lot of different ways i probably could got yourself conditioned like you'd really yeah. need to get your endurance up before you could pull yeah. off you know six eight twelve hours of overnight try to make that happen. so what you're saying is Les grab grabstein is the the most well-conditioned radio host at the score that's what i'm hearing I, you point i out. think he is actually i think that's a good way to put it Les grabstein mm. is the most conditioned ready for anything and you know how you know this man from hosting solo or or doing duets, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. You come up with all these different topics, and usually there's two or three or four or five things that you don't get to. You just don't yeah. get to them because you right. don't have time. If you're doing the overnight, you get to everything. You get to <laughs> everything. So like like maybe we'll talk about. No, we're we're going to talk about that. It's going to happen. Well, that's the cool thing right now because, you know, I know you've been doing a lot of solo lately. I've been doing a lot of solo lately. And so you and I, we're, you know, we might exchange a text here and there. I certainly will hear you on the other shows on the station. But you and I haven't gotten to just kind of sit back and talk bears in a little while. So that's going to be the cool thing about the next few hours because, like you referenced, we'll get into some baseball later in the show. Also, we got Hub coming up in a little while here. But you and I just getting to chop it up about the bears. It's been a minute since you and I have gotten to do that. So that's going to be the fun thing about tonight because there's some some thoughts that you've been sharing since the draft some thoughts i've been sharing since the draft but to be able to just kind of compare notes and uh, and sit back and and pick each other's brains about where things sit and you know not not only let the the listeners know where we see things going but coming off the rookie minicamp and whatever sort of updated notion there may be about the the fortunes of the squad i think going to be really cool so yeah i, I think that's going to be a, a nice little addition that that you and i have the opportunity to kind of take part in tonight let's talk about number one and that is justin fields he actually is 
number one. And uh, and three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. That is the phone number if you'd like to to join us. Like I said, it's 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 Ant and me, but we we would love to have you part of the show. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. If you are moved to call, and our producer Brandon Fryer will pick up the phone and uh, hopefully put you on the radio with us. You could also interact with us on Twitter. Anthony Heron is there. Big. It's just Big and Heron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Ant Heron is where you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram. Who knows? You may find me on some other social media outlets that I don't even know about if somebody else started some faux Anthony Heron social media accounts out there. But, yes, the ones that I actually utilize at Big Ant Heron. Awesome. I'm at Mark Grody Sports, and I am not nearly important enough for anybody to be wanting to make faux accounts of me yet. I'm still waiting. That's going to be a crowning achievement in my radio career. I don't know when the last time is you searched. I'm guessing there's probably somebody like like there's a photo out there of like some photo is what it is. It's probably P H O T E. Mark Fody is what I'm (laughs) guessing is probably out there. It's like somebody's got like a Groucho Marx, uh, like the the nose and glasses Uh, deal put over your headshot. And it's at Mark Fody on Twitter. If it's not there, hopefully it will be by the end of the show. Yeah, probably within about the, the next 10 minutes. So you, you've you probably just in, instigated something. You're welcome. To me, the most important part of, thank you, of Justin Fields, is, or what has been said, because nothing has been done yet. You know, mm-hmm. the rookie minicamp, he, he didn't, he, he was fine. Justin Fields was fine, as were all of the rookies, but there's nothing that you could actually discern. Now, were you able to, were you able to get out there? Did you check out any of it in person? I was not, but I had okay. my spies there. So, yeah, and I was yeah. I was all part of all the Zoom calls. Right. And I know you and the, and the Bears media horde, who is most uh, most readily there, usually on an in person basis or on all the Zooms and whatnot. You are a part of Bears media. So I wasn't sure if you made it out for the rookies or not. Yeah, no, but I got all the I saw all the the video that they show us, and I get uh-huh. some other extra inside stuff just because I couldn't be there because I was here hosting. So it's not like I yeah. was skipping out on my duties. Right. I was on special duty in the Score Studios hosting shows. So unfortunately, I was not able to get out there. I will definitely be at the next OTA, which is coming up the June one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. But I think the most important thing still that has been said about Justin Fields and what I am adhering to more than anything in terms of answering the question of when will Justin Fields hit the football field? Well, when will he be throwing the ball around for the Chicago Bears for real? And what what I stick to is what Matt Nagy has said in a couple of different versions, but the version that I will stick to is we will know it when we see it. So, in other words, I think Matt Nagy is leaving open the possibility that they will see it, that they will see enough of what they need to see to, yes, start Justin Fields September 12th at the Rams at 720 in in Los Angeles. However, I believe that they believe it's not typical that they would, quote, see it from a young quarterback even somebody as talented as Justin Fields is from the experience that Matt Nagy has from dealing with quarterbacks throughout his career not just Patrick Mahomes which is a great comp but 
I think he believes that typically quarterbacks are not going to pick up every little bit of the program and everything that they need to know to be a full go, full force, start 17 games, be the starter of the Chicago Bears. So really big ant to me. It's up to Justin Fields. If Justin Fields goes out there, and I guess we could say that he passed the first test, and I I would put that in air quotes because it's rookie camp and there's just (laughs) nothing to it, right? There's no Uh real players there other than fellow rookies and some extra bodies so they, they can have a forum. They could have an actual practice. So if Justin Fields passes those tests, if he is above what, You know, Matt Nagy probably expects out of a young quarterback. I don't think that they would deny him, but I think that, again, they think it's going to be Andy Dalton, that Justin Fields, that it would be difficult to pick up everything that they want him to pick up to be the starting quarterback on September 12th. What ends up standing out and what has stood out about Justin Fields at at every level that anyone has gotten sort of their first blush impressions about him and and evaluated him, whether you're talking high school or college. And now in the National Football League, a familiar refrain has been heard every time folks kind of get their their first access to to watching him in person, to being around him. What stands out as much as sort of his size and what appears to be like a a big, physical, durable sort of – you know, stature that he has out there. So those, those things, before you actually interact with him, those stand out. But what tends to stand out to people throughout his entire football journey up to this point is his demeanor, his approach, his acumen, all, all those things that you really want from a top-flight quarterback. As much as anything, when you're drafting a quarterback in the first round, where you're anticipating this is someone who as, as a first-round pick, as a QB, you're anticipating this will be your quarterback of the future at some point. You, you anticipate that will be a great player to lead your franchise at some point, and seemingly earlier and earlier in their careers is how these things tend to go. And so with as early as, as teams are beginning to anticipate that quarterbacks will be able to step into the lineup and to play and, and play well, then those intangibles – are probably more important now than they ever have been. And they are, they're probably developed at an earlier age and at a higher level than they ever have been at any point in football past. So those things being said where, as Justin Fields pointed out to, like, to you guys who were on the, the Zoom with him initially, he's been in scenarios like this, scenarios of expectation, scenarios of spotlight, for his uh, virtually his entire football journey. Now that doesn't mean that that it's it's not going to be a different type of scrutiny, a different type of pressure, a different type of expectation now that he's in the National Football League versus what it had been at previous stops. But you, you can only you can only thrive as much as you can thrive in whatever environment you're in. And so when he's playing in the, in the national championship game, that feels like the biggest thing on planet Earth because playing in the college football playoff national championship game is a really big deal. And millions of people are watching that. Being the quarterback of the Ohio State Buckeyes is one of the harshest spotlights in sports. I mean, being the mm-hmm. starting quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes is a harsher spotlight than being the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, when yeah. it comes down yeah. to it, for how much, how much scrutiny and how much media coverage oh, there yeah. is in that position. So he's accustomed to spotlight. So at whatever point, to your point, Groats, at whatever point he is prepared tangibly 
to be able to take on the task of starting Bears quarterback just by comparison to to the previous QB, to Mitch Trubisky, and that that development curve that seemed so gradual and, and seemed you know so to have so many fits and starts to it, and and never really reached the pinnacle that folks were hoping for. If nothing else, everybody should be really confident that Justin Fields, from an intangible perspective, with, with his demeanor, with his acumen, with his command of the stage, those things are far beyond anywhere where Mitch Trubisky really got to at, at his point in, in, as the Bears QB. So when he is ready, I don't think anyone should really have much doubt that Justin Fields will be prepared to command the stage because he's always been on it. Yeah, I mean, and, and like I said, he, for whatever it's worth, he has passed the first, let's just say, four tests because he's been on Zoom with us three times. We've had three shots at dis- talking with with the Bears He's a serious guy, right? Like, he's just he's a, a business-like guy. Business-like and, yeah, perf- like he's polished already. Yeah. I mean, which yeah. is amazing. Like, I keep saying this, and – the most impressive part to me about his the his rookie mini camp Zoom was, I guess, two things. One was actually the, just the answer he got. One was one the style of the way he answered a question. I don't even remember what the question was. I don't even remember what the content <laughs> of the answer was. But all I remember was because that wasn't necessarily important. But what I remember was he started to say something, and then he collected his thoughts. He was like, "No, no, no hold on a second. I don't want to mm-hmm. say it. What, what I'm trying to say is mm-hmm. this. Instead of stumbling through and giving a an unsatisfying answer to himself and you know hence the the media or the person that was asking the question he had the presence of mind to collect his thoughts and then to actually say it the way he wanted to which is a tough trick for anybody at I any mean, age gross just think about it man i mean it wasn't long before it was last summer at some point when the kid was on good morning america talking about the petition he had started to bring back Big Ten foot, to bring back college football in general, and specifically Big Ten football, so he would have the opportunity to play the sport. Now he's on GMA talking to, to Michael Strahan and, and and the entire GMA crew on you know what what I assume is still the biggest morning show in the country. So I mean that's not just a sports audience, that's a news audience. That is everybody just waking up, having their morning coffee and their bagels or whatever people do in the mornings when they're not out like running laps and whatnot like most athletes are doing. Justin Fields is out there as some teenager on GMA talking to folks about the importance of bringing back college football and bringing back Big Ten football. Like the dude has been on every stage that's plausible for him to have been on and has thrived in all those environments up to this point. Yeah, and that is that is rare. And it doesn't mean he's going to be a good quarterback for the uh-huh. Chicago Bears for the next 15 years, but I know it doesn't hurt. And I, I can say that he's <laughs> passed the Zoom test. He has passed the... He looks good at, in a uniform throwing a football against other rookies and other bodies in Lake Forest for a, you know, a three-day get-to-know-you kind of thing. And we don't know what's going on on the other days because we are not privy, we are not there as media. But he's passed the first few tests, and I have a feeling that he will continue to pass tests. And if he does, he'll be a starter on September 12th. 312-644-6767. From the 779, Fields shouldn't play this year if the line can't block anybody. I want to address that I also want to get into a sixth-round rookie of the Bears whose name is not Daz Newsome, <laughs> And I want to discuss Anthony Miller as well because 
the the Anthony Miller story is probably more real or actually a little bit more prominent, a little bit more substance to it than anything that we've actually talked about regarding the Bears and their rookies and Justin Fields. So we got a ton to get into. We invite you in, 312-644-6767. He is Big Ant, Anthony Heron. I'm Mark Grody here with you until 10 on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Mully and Hall, Chicago's number one and most listened to sports morning show, period. Billy Donovan is the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. What do you wish you would have done differently, if anything, when you look back? You're obviously making decisions on the fly, you know, really day-to-day in a lot of aspects because your team was constantly evolving and changing. And, you know, I want to see areas that I could have done a better job. You know, quite honestly, I'm not 100% sure what those are. Mully and Hall, mornings 5 to 9 a.m. on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station and Odyssey Station. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station. Hey, Justin, even going all the way back to high school, I mean, you, you've always kind of been in the spotlight from a highly publicized recruitment, Georgia, Ohio State, now at the highest level. How ready do you feel for all this attention that's coming? Yeah, I mean, just like you said, I've been, you know, kind of in the spotlight since high school. So I'm, I kind of feel like I'm, you know, made for this. I'm built for this. It's nothing new to me. I'm just going to continue to work hard and continue to get better every day. Exactly what you want to hear from your Bears rookie quarterback, Justin Fields. Mark Rody and Anthony Heron with you here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, 312-644-6767 if you'd like to call us or text us. We'll talk baseball a little bit later on. Nice win for the Cubs today. Beat the Nationals 5-2. They win that series, taking three out of four from John Lester, Kyle Schwarber, and the Nationals. And it's a deep breath for the White Sox. feel like they need it. Sox off today big ant they are at the yankees tomorrow to start a three-game series and i keep hearing the whispers of oh this is a good test for the white Sox and they're pitching no 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 this is a damn test for the yankees white Sox are the team that's coming in hot and have a Mm -hmm. better record i get it the yankees are in a ball busting division that is for sure however the the white Sox pound for pound i think are a better team than the yankees right now they damn sure have been playing like it. And the, the results from a win-loss perspective on the south side have been as expected. Um, you know, obviously a, a lot of what's going on with Tony La Russa and the decisions he's made, what he said <laughs> in the media, and all those things have gotten a lot of scrutiny, deservedly so. And actually, like I was uh, texting with you before the show, let me see if I can get a – a uh, friend of mine, Corey Provis, is actually the radio voice of the Minnesota Twins. And so since the Sox are off, and they haven't gotten into this Yankee series yet. Maybe yeah, we get yeah. one more night of life out of this uh, this Twins Sox yeah. rivalry and, I and got you know, the whole to say about Mercedes storyline. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I got I some could, questions. I got some okay. questions that are yeah, a little good. bit little bit different from what's been going on on the radio station throughout the week. And I think that every we have covered this story very well because, as I say, it's almost like when Tony LaRusa does something where he makes a mistake or says something stupid or doesn't review a play or doesn't have a guy warming up in the bullpen or has, a, you know, on and on, doesn't mm-hmm. know the rules, it's like breaking news on the score. That's the way the cycle <laughs> feels, right, from Molly and Haw to Bernstein or Remy to yeah. Parkins and Spiegel. I mean, it's like it's it's like that because everybody's uh-huh. – and, and it's, you know, a similar take because what else are you going to say about it? But I I definitely want to get into that a little bit later on. But we're talking about the Bears right now 
and Justin Fields. And let's let's address really quickly the the text that I I read earlier. And again, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Then it said Fields shouldn't play this year because the line can't block anybody. And I would say that you know he didn't watch from about halfway through the season on because while the offensive line was bad for about half the season, or maybe even a little bit more than half the season, they did start to figure things out when they you know brought in. Sam Mustafer to play center and Cody Whitehair back to a more comfortable spot at at guard. You still had Charles Leno and Jermaine Effetti along that line as well, and you get James Daniels back this year. Offensive line could actually be a position of strength, assuming Tevin Jenkins is able to step in and be a sturdy left tackle, don't you think? I do. I think that's a, a fair expectation. Now, here's the thing, Groats, and I know you and I talked about it over the course of a couple of seasons leading into that stretch, you know, down the last, let's call it, month and a half of the year where the the scheme, the sequencing of plays, the formations, there were a lot of things with, with Matt Nagy, the play caller, that weren't putting the offensive line in an advantageous situation. And so, you know, where it's, it's fair to expect that Charles Leno should have played at a higher level regardless. But that being said, the way that, you know, it, it's the coach's responsibility to evaluate the talent they have available on either side of the ball. In this case, Matt Nagy was was sort of the the focus I had with the Bears' offense in in how he was, or in some, a lot of the cases I was pointing out, was not putting his offensive players in the best situation to succeed with balance to the play calling run versus pass. And I know you and I had talked about that a number of times, but also even the the formations and the the sequencing of those run and pass plays and how to go about that. But as we all, you know, talked about in, in detail, once he gave up the play calling duties to Bill Lazor, Mitch Trubisky comes back into the lineup. The run game improves for a, a few different reasons. One of those being Mitch's athleticism, the way the defense has to pay attention to that. One of those being the formations that they ran from and the, the approach that the offensive line and the running back David Montgomery were taking to things. So a lot of things. And, the defenses they face. There were so many factors in the improvement of the Bears' rushing attack, but then you had a commitment to running bootlegs and waggles and things that moved the pocket. So there were so many different ingredients that allowed the offensive line and the varying launch points that the quarterback was moved to. So pass protection improves. The rushing attack allows them to take a more aggressive stance and an aggressive approach to the way they attack the opposing front seven. So there were so many different things that allowed the Bears' offensive line to look much better in the final third of the season than it did in the first two-thirds of the season. So not just the personnel, but right now with Matt Nagy taking play-calling duties back going into this season, we don't know for sure what the Bears' scheme will be. Now, that's Mm. a good thing for the Bears' offense because the opponents can't be completely sure what they're going to see once the Bears are playing regular season football games. But at the same time, it's definitely something I'm going to have a close watch on as the season begins, because regardless of the quarterback, whether it's Dalton or Fields, whomever that is, there are some of those ingredients I was just referencing that allowed the Bears offensive line to perform at a higher level that Matt Nagy, the play caller, will need to keep in mind to put what might be a rookie left tackle and what might be a second-year starter, still a guy who was an undrafted free agent in Sam Mustafer, to put some of these personnel in quality positions to succeed. Yeah, and I think the beauty of that is that there are some serious veterans at this point on that 
Bears offensive line. A couple of guys, like obviously Cody Whitehair is awesome in terms of mm-hmm. the leadership that he provides and the skill that he has, much more comfortable looking at guard. I know a lot of people have critiques for Jermaine Effetti, but he is a, an, another guy who is a smooth presence, who is a smart player, who can help and get guys in the right place. James Daniels started to look like he he was becoming a mauler before he obviously was injured. And hopefully he just steps right back in at, at guard and is excellent. So the only new guy that you're going to have probably, and I guess we shouldn't just assume that Tevin Jenkins is going to be your (laughs) left tackle. He's probably going to be your left tackle. And then you have some decent hope for depth with a guy like Larry Borum. You brought in um, Elijah Wilkinson, the the player from Denver. Adam Redmond, another guy that they they just signed, um, I think it was yesterday, as a matter of fact. So you can see what they're doing, the premium that, that Ryan Pace has put on the offensive line through the draft, and it's continuing to trickle in as well in terms of some of the signings that have occurred to create depth and to, to make sure they don't have a repeat of what they had in the first half of last year. Now, a guy that I, I'm interested in, and, I, and we've had a lot of fun with the Daz Newsome Zoom calls because he's got a, loads of personality, and he is definitely worthy of discussing of what his what he might be on the field. But let's talk about the other sixth round, or actually the third sixth round pick for the Bears, and that's Thomas Graham Jr., who is a defensive back out of out of Oregon, 5'11", 196. He did not play college football last year at Oregon. He was an opt-out guy. Um, you know, it's, it is possible that he could fill the buster screen void as, as your nickel, but you watched him play probably a lot more than a lot of us did having done some of the broadcast for Oregon. What say you about Thomas Graham and what the bears might have in this sixth round rookie? I like him a lot. He, he reminds me kind of of a, kind of a bigger Bryce Callahan where for Thomas Graham, the, the scheme he played in at Oregon under, under multiple defensive coordinators, so he, he spent some time uh, during his college career in Eugene. I was calling his games for the Pac-12 Network like you referenced. He spent some time in, in off coverage. He spent time in man and zone concepts. He spent some time in press as well. And I just I love the, the way he consistently was able to keep relationship to the football and to a variety of routes that receivers ran. And, of course, out west in the Pac-12 conference, he was a guy who saw a whole lot of passes and a lot of volume and a variety of different attacks that offenses would throw at him because the Pac-12 is a really schematically diverse conference. And for for Graham, what I like about him is that while you know he's not a huge guy, he's not one of these big Jalen Ramsey, just modern Richard Sherman, like 6'2", long wingspan and all that type of corners, but – he held it down really well on the outside while not being, you know, really you know, like a skyscraper on the outside at corner and not necessarily having blazing speed out there either. So I do think that just projecting forward with some of his short area quickness, mm-hmm. with his aggression, his willingness to tackle, I see him as a guy that I think projects well to being one of those slot corners. And I think that with his movement skills and with his mentality, he reminds me a lot of Bryce Callahan, and we remember before the Bears lost Callahan in free agency, he started to play at a really high level as that nickel corner, as that guy right there in the slot. And I think Thomas Graham, you know, who knows if he immediately is able to step right into that role as a starter, as a rookie, but he's a guy I definitively see in that mix. Like I, I don't think 
he's, he's a guy who's going to shy away from anything that's happening at the professional level because of the way I just saw him year after year attack the game at Oregon, and he made a whole lot of plays on the ball. He's not one of these guys who's got a lot of movement skills and just was always around the football but didn't make plays. He made a lot of plays in Pac-12 football in you know, perhaps the best passing conference in college football. Thomas Graham was always around the football and showed ball skills and showed the ability to deflect passes, and a lot of times he had to travel. It was a deep Oregon secondary, but he spent some time traveling with the better receiver from the opposing team. Mm, so I don't okay. see him. He's not a Jalen. Like, I knew when Jalen Johnson came out last year when the Bears drafted him, uh, this guy was going to start immediately. He's going to play at a high level as a rookie. I don't see Thomas Graham in that discussion. There's a reason he wasn't, you know, drafted in the first couple of days there. But I like him a lot. I think there's a lot of potential there and, and a big ceiling for what he can maybe become within this Bears scheme and especially there on the inside in the slot. And he offered us something in his first Zoom that I don't believe I have ever heard from any athlete in all my years of being a full-time reporter. He said he loves the media. He <laughs> loves the media. Now, he's probably going to find out that if things go poorly or if there's a bad game, <laughs> he's not going to love the media right. as much when right. we have probably eight to ten times as many as the, as the Oregon media has. But uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Big Ant, that means something to me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He, he's, a, he's a guy who's very easy to like because you don't, you don't mind a little bit of a brash nature for a guy who's sure. a defensive back. You want some confidence out there. He's a pretty feisty guy on the football field. And he's not, he's not tiny. Like he's, if I'm you know, judging kind of the stature correctly, I think he's a little bigger than Bryce Callahan was, but Bryce Callahan never backed down from anybody when he was in the secondary for the Bears when he started kind of taking over as an undrafted free agent eventually became that starter and took over that nickel DB slot. And that's, I think, a very similar mentality, a lot of similar movement skills. I think folks, when they see Thomas Graham on the field, are going to like what they find. That's Big Ant, Anthony Heron. I'm Mark Grody. We are here with you until 10 o'clock baseball later. We've got Hub Arkers coming in at 8 o'clock. And when we return, we are going to talk about Anthony Miller and the Bears wide receivers next mm. on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. You're listening to 670 The Score, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. We've had some really, really good discussions with Anthony recently in the last couple weeks that have been extremely healthy. Anthony has done everything we've asked him to do up to this point and he's really really eager to get out here and compete he's one of the most competitive players i've ever been around he understands that there's some parts in his game that he needs to get a little better at but we also understand too on our end that we need to be able to help him out as much as possible so that comment last week was was not an indictment on anti miller at all it was that we have a lot of depth and everybody knows that when you all show up here in in otas and training camp get ready because we're going full speed and we're, we're like, everybody needs to dot their I's and cross their T's, be extremely detailed and, and really just everything's open. Let's go compete and may the best man win. Bears head coach Matt Nagy earlier this week on the Molly and Haw show on the score. Right now it is the Grody and Heron show on yeah. Chicago sports radio, 670. The score has a nice ring to it. I like it. Um, so, what Matt Nagy said there for the most part 
does there's really nothing to derive from it except for when a coach or manager or whatever in any sport says the following he has done everything we've asked him to do that's never good to me that's never good because that means that you are restarting something you are developing (laughs) a player you it's a player who hadn't been doing things that he was supposed to be doing he's done (laughs) everything we've asked him between some of those lines right for what the true meaning is here absolutely like think (laughs) about that because i've always just let that phraseology go and matt Nagy, Mm. trust me is not the you guys listening out there, you know that. You've heard that a million times. The player X or Y has done everything that we've asked him to do. That doesn't mean good things are happening with that player. And Anthony Miller has just let every season that he has played, except for his rookie year because he was a rookie, and I think he did lead wide receivers on the Bears in touchdowns, I want to say, that year even. Right. Um, or maybe rookie, something like that. But he had a good year, I thought, in his rookie year. Right, yeah. And, he, and, and he's not had a train wreck of a season yet, but he has left. He, it, his, his career so far, his short three-year career, has been very unsatisfying. And it was again last year, and he did do some stupid things. Getting himself kicked out of a playoff game tops the list, absolutely, mm. no doubt about it. And now here we are again, and I would imagine that if I went back and listened to some of the tape of what A, Mike Furry, the wide receivers coach, was saying last year, it's probably similar to this year in terms of challenging him. And Matt Nagy may have even said, um, Anthony Heron, at some point in time, he has done everything we've asked him to do. (laughs) And, And here he is, and the Bears would love for him to be what? Their third option now with Allen Robinson or presumably Darnell Mooney having usurped that second receiver spot away from Anthony Miller. I don't really know what the direction is with Miller other than he's done everything that he's been asked to do. And I think that to hear some similar refrains over and over again about Anthony Miller, about him as a football player, about his his approach to things – then, one, it, it's certainly not a good look for Anthony Miller that that these similar refrains, I suppose, have to be uttered where he hasn't necessarily developed into the guy that the Bears have hoped for, that they did hope for when they initially drafted him. And I was, I was extremely excited when the Bears first picked Anthony Miller. I mean, he was a player that I, I got to watch a decent amount of. I didn't call any of his games, but I, I saw him. I watched him and evaluated him a decent bit even just in live action watching some of his games at Memphis and I even I tweeted about he's one of the guys here in recent years I I was tweeting specifically about Anthony Miller before the draft like man if the Bears can find a way like whether it is getting up into round 2 or especially if Anthony Miller is available in round 3 where it seemed maybe more plausible that they would get him then man the Bears are going to get a guy who can really be a great developmental receiver I was tweeting about Anthony sure. Miller to the Bears and when they got him I'm like man ah. great they got, uh-huh. a, they got a guy they can develop and do something with. What I try to remind folks of, the development end of that is not just specific to Anthony Miller. It's the Bears having to. And I, I'm, I'm encouraged that I hear so much about the Bears talking development since they've brought this draft class in here. And specifically, most of that discussion surrounds Justin Fields, the quarterback, for obvious reasons. But having a plan in place and having a, a development approach 
to what they're doing with all these rookies because, frankly, since Ryan Pace has been the Bears' general manager, the development of offensive skill talent has not been there. We haven't seen offensive skill talent that the Bears have drafted who have consistently ascended during their time here in Chicago. Now, David Montgomery is showing a lot of promise right now. And so from year one to year two, we saw David Montgomery get better. Now let's see if he can put a full season of productivity together because all the ingredients seem to be there. Really excited about what we saw from Darnell Mooney. Now we were excited, to your point, about Anthony Miller from his rookie season as well. So hopefully there will be an approach that the regime can take at this point that can get the most out of some of this new, fresh, young talent. Because for whatever reason, obviously, partly because of his own doing, but then you got to, whether we use the term credit or blame, whatever development infrastructure the Bears have in place because it hasn't gotten the most out of Anthony Miller and what are obvious skills that he brings to the receiver position. He just hasn't been able to consistently perform and thrive in what we have seen at times have been the ability to make high-level plays against National Football League competition. So this is going to be a big season for him. All the trade rumors that were out there, what we've seen from him on Twitter about you know, being motivated and how he needs mm-hmm. to respond to that, the competition end of it. If yeah. anything, if I would look through the, the lens and say that where he seems to play his best football in games is we've seen the majority of Anthony Miller's biggest plays made in the fourth quarter in comebacks when he has to yeah. really focus in and lock in at his highest levels. That's when he's played his best football. So perhaps now that it's kind of crunch time for him, for the mortality of his Bears career, the, the trade rumors and the draft picks coming in and the franchise sort of putting him on front street, Anthony Miller seems like the type of guy that can respond to that. We'll, we'll see if he actually does, though. But that's, that's my glasses half full version of where Anthony Miller's at at this point. The Bears have sort of called him to the carpet, maybe in that, you know, may, maybe in that Kyle Fuller sort of manner, maybe being called to the carpet will be enough for Anthony Miller to find a way to get the best out of himself. Yeah, and he's and you, you indicated it like he's such a tantalizing prospect. And I, yeah. I guess I will call him a prospect because I don't mm-hmm. know that he has reached his potential yet. He mm-hmm. I mean, everything about it, he, he is in terms of a physical specimen. He is the most gifted, even more so than Allen Robinson. Like in terms of like strength and speed mm. and hands, I mean he's got those monster hands. Like everything about Anthony Miller in terms of what you think he could do is extremely tantalizing. And you know, I don't know if the Bears actually tried to trade him or if that was just a, yet another warning for Anthony Miller and something <laughs> to motivate him. But I get why the Bears moved up in the second round to grab him, and I get why. You know, fans are torn over him, too, because they know what he did in college, and he, he scored a ton. I mean, he was a great red zone, great touchdown-catching receiver, albeit at Memphis. And I think that pro- part of the problem was at Memphis, they allowed him to do a lot of drawing outside of the lines, whereas in a Matt Nagy offense, you can't do that. So mm-hmm. now now we talk about competition, and I don't know if the, that there's comp- – like, 
Right now, the Bears, we know that there's quantity in the wide receivers room. We just don't know where the quality is specifically. We don't know if Riley Ridley is wrong, long for this team, if Javon Wims is ever going to break out of being more than a, a special teams guy. And I know he's had some contributions as far as a wide receiver is concerned. They bring in you know, Marquise Goodwin, who I have a feeling could end up being a kick returner for the Bears more than a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demir Bird, another guy. So, like, it, people listening right now are like, who, who are these guys? Yeah, I mean, it's quantity, and we don't know where the quality is as of yet. And I don't know if any of those guys stand out to you, but beyond Ant- excuse me, beyond Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney, nobody really stands out at this point wide receiver-wise. Yeah, and that's... And Daz, that- too. I forgot Daz. Right, and frankly, out of the, the Bears' draft picks this year, I mean, Daz Newsom seems to be the closest cop to Anthony Miller in stature. They're almost mm-hmm. identical size, and frankly, just even you know, after the Bears drafted Daz, Daz Newsom and just evaluating his film, a lot of, like I was kind of, you know, comping Thomas Graham with Bryce Callahan, I would comp Daz Newsom very closely with Anthony Miller as far as the movement skills there, the stature, the role that could potentially be played in the Bears' offense. He doesn't quite have the straight line speed that Anthony Miller does, but frankly, like uh, if Anthony Miller timed it like a four three, I think he was in that four three range, like a high four three when he came out of Memphis. I don't think he quite plays that four three as far as just his game speed. He certainly plays uh-huh. fast. I don't think his straight line speed plays quite at a four three. And Daz Newsom, I think, timed like a a mid four five. I think he plays a little faster than that, but he doesn't quite have Anthony Miller's straight line speed. I think overall, just evaluating his film versus Miller's film, a similar type of football player in movement, in ball skills, in open field, kind of big play ability. So I think that, you know, you're not necessarily going to count on a six-round pick to just come in and flourish. Like, you know, who would have thought Darnell Mooney would have been for the Bears offense and the, right. the potential of their passing attack what he became last year. But Daz Newsom, I think he's a close comp to just what, what the physical skills are of an Anthony Miller certainly can't count on him to to come in and just kind of light the world ablaze though because of where his draft status was a six round pick you know you you can only hope for so much but they have drafted so many receivers in recent years that they haven't quite gotten much out of so you would hope that you'll get more than just a Darnell Mooney who you can say maybe overperformed his draft status coming up next we will keep the Bears talk hot with Hub Arkish of the score and Pro Football Weekly. We'll ask him a lot of the things that we have discussed. We'll get back to Justin Fields with Hub Arkish, and uh, then we'll talk some baseball after that. Along with Anthony Heron, I'm Mark Grody, here with you until 10 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Mully and Hall, Chicago's number one and most listened to sports morning show, period. The man with the plan, Matt Nagy himself, everybody will know when it's time for Justin Fields to get under center. Can you define what it is that you're looking for? I wish I could have a better answer other than you just know whoever makes the Bears the best team because of what you do at your position, that's what we're going to go with. Mully and Hall, mornings 5 to 9 a.m. on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago's Sports Station and Odyssey Station. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.